Welcome to another edition of From the Front Lines, how real estate managers are addressing COVID-19. Our topic today is force majeure lease provisions. I'm here with Ralph Amacucci, CPM and managing partner of Amacucci Associates. Ralph, in terms of commercial leases, what exactly is the force majeure provision and what does it provide for? Well, Suzanne, uh, force majeure is a French term that literally means superior or irreversible power, okay? Um, It's used in the legal system to refer to natural and unavoidable catastrophes that interrupt uh, the expected course of events. Now, a force majeure clause are often found in contracts and insurance policies to protect the parties in the event uh, duties cannot be performed due to causes outside the party's control. Now, a force majeure clause is a contractual provision that addresses extraordinary events. A force majeure clause um, uh, in a contract essentially releases both parties from obligation or liability when circumstances beyond the party's control occur preventing fulfillment of the contract. Now, such circumstances include things like war, riot, a crime, or even a strike. And it's usually uh, referred to or, 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 or talked about as an act of God, uh, such as an earthquake, a hurricane, tornado, and things like that. Now, um, they, they provide for forces that are unable to be controlled by the parties. All right? Now, these clauses typically provide that to the extent the force majeure event renders performance inadvisable, commercially uh, impractical, illegal, or impossible, or results in a delay in the performance, the affected party's obligation to perform under a lease may be suspended or temp- uh, temporarily or excused altogether. Okay? Now, because uh, force majeure uh, relieves parties, uh, um, uh, relieves a party of its duty under the contract, the issue of specifying exactly what may be considered an event under force majeure is critical in negotiating the contract. Now, that doesn't help people right now because I'm, I'm sure that no one ever thought about putting, you know, a pandemic in as a possible form force majeure, okay? So uh, that probably, you know, uh, is not part of, the, part of the language. So the language has to be very specific. And so based on that definition, will the COVID-19 pandemic or the resulting government shutdown constitute force majeure events? This will depend on the specific language of the, of the clause. All right? It has to be specifically um, uh, pointed out. Now, generally speaking, the courts have historically interpreted force majeure clauses very narrowly, and they only excuse performance in the specific event if the, if the specific event is enumerated in the force majeure provision. Now, um, most of these force majeure clauses are in there for the benefit of the tenant, okay? And depending, you know, as a, as a landlord, you want to make them as um, narrow as possible, okay? So, and, and also a good, a good uh, technique after this situation occurs, you want to go back and review your, your, your leases. You want to try to put some sort of timeline that the force majeure Uh, would have to be in place before it kicks in. For instance, it must be around for 30 days. It must be around for 60 days. It must be around for 90 days. The longer you do it, the more advantageous it is for the landlord, the less advantageous it is for the the tenant. Now, if the force majeure clause 
uh, specifically enumerates outbreaks, pandemic, disease, or similar language, then the COVID-19 pandemic may qualify as a force majeure event. Similarly, government-mandated clauses or limitations of, of businesses would probably be covered under uh, such things as government prohibition or government restriction, which also would be under the force majeure provision. I see. And so even if these events qualify as force majeure events, will rent likely still be due? Now, typically the force majeure clause performance by parties is not, uh, does not include not, uh, not paying the rent, okay? If the COVID-19 pandemic and the resulting governmental shutdowns qualify as the force majeure event under the terms of the specific lease, again, it has to be negotiated, this uh, uh, may relieve the tenant or the landlord from performing certain obligations, such as providing access to the property or operating the property during specific hours or in specific ways. However, rent is most likely still due, okay? Unless, you know, it specifically uh, outlines it in the, in, in, the, uh, in the clause. Now, without reduction or abatement of any kind, that the, the full rent would be due. Unless, again, like the language of the force majeure clause specifically um, excuses payment of rent in such cases. Okay. Now, and I would I would imagine that uh, you know any any attorney representing the landlord would not agree to that. Okay. So that would be a tough one to to be included. Again, though, that would depend on you know uh, what the economic situations are. If the if the landlord is if it's a tight market and there's not enough tenants, the landlord might cave in and agree. If the landlord has a an opportunity to pick amongst uh, several different tenants, then well, they probably would not agree to such language. Okay. Similarly, the global economic uh, downturn resulting from the COVID-19 pandemic and the resulting financial hardships are also unlikely to excuse payment of rent under a force majeure clause, uh, unless such clause specifically includes a party's liability to meet its obligations due to a severe economic crisis in the definition of force majeure. Now, courts have held that even when economic conditions are a product of the force majeure event, such financial hardship would not excuse performance if the party retained some control um, uh, over the allocation of the resources. So, you know, in this situation, there are no physical destructions of the property. If the force majeure resulted in a tornado that destroyed the office building or the retail shopping center or the apartment or whatever, then um, that might relieve the, both the landlord and the tenant from um, from any any further obligations under the lease, but in a situation like this where the the structure is still there and the tenant does have you know even though limited access they have access to it and they can still you know use some of the resources, uh, the rent would not would not probably be excused. And so, what recommendation would you make right now to real estate managers regarding these provisions? Well, landlords and tenants should review their force majeure provisions carefully and determine whether emergency measures taken in response to COVID-19 may excuse or delay performance. Um, again, there is no standard force majeure clause. This is all a, a negotiation, and it happens during negotiations um, uh, when, you're, when you're negotiating your lease. Now, again, if, if your language doesn't include any, anything like a pandemic or uh, you know, some sort of an outbreak and just addresses earthquakes and things like that, it's kind of too late. But I'm sure, I'm sure after all, uh, all, the, dust, uh, all the dust settles, uh, tenants are, are renegotiating their leases, 
this clause will be updated, including some of these uh, uh, pandemics-type situations like, like we've had now. So even if there are common elements to be found in most uses of the clause, and uh, so businesses do need to start with specifics of their own lease and see what potential relief, if any, a force majeure pro provision may provide. So you should consult your, your legal counsel and see if your specific clause will address uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. Ralph, any other advice you would give to real estate managers at this time? Yeah, I'd like to, to read uh, quickly a, uh, a legal alert that I got from a, lo uh, uh, a very prominent uh, local uh, law firm here. And it reads, uh, Coronavirus Pandemic Analysis of Force Majeure. An invocation of force majeure is, is an extreme measure. The last time the United States forced large-scale force majeure disputes was the terrorist attacks on September 11, 2001, and Hurricane, Hurricane Katrina in 2005. Now, uh, real estate managers will notice that many of the force majeure clauses in their respective contracts contain a terrorist attack provision. Before 9-11, that was not the status quo. Again, you know, we learned through experience. Now, the pandemic is an event that has uh, such a large-scale impact here in New York and across the United States and the world that force majeure law will likely change uh, throughout the world forever. So once this is, you know, it's too late now, but once, it, once uh, things, things settle down, I'm sure the, the languages of these force majeure clauses will, will be updated. Now, whether a private or public uh, context, there, there will be billions or trillions of dollars at stake from disputes stemming from force majeure uh, being claimed throughout the world in the years to come. Now, assuming your contract contains a force majeure in the first place, some don't, uh, don't contain a force majeure at all, the burden of providing that the force majeure applies um, to excuse performance is placed on the party claiming that it cannot perform under the contract due to the pandemic. Um, even worse, under uh, Kel Kim Corp versus Sent Marks, Inc., okay, a New York case that went all the way to the New York uh, Court of Appeals, has held that the, that the contract's respective force majeure clause can only be invoked to excuse performance if the event is explicitly referenced in the contract's force majeure clause. Now, that's here in New York. Again, this is a state-by-state -state thing. In, in other states, this could be different, okay? Now, of course, whether a, a real estate manager will succeed in invoking the force majeure, uh, force majeure will, will also depend on whether the respective force majeure clause is narrow or broad. Remember, courts like to see a narrow clause. If it's too broad, the courts will rule that too broad of a, of a clause and, and they, won't, they won't invoke it in favor of the person asking for it. So, for example, invocation of force majeure is an extreme measure. So force majeure clauses may be narrow especially in a, like a public works contract or in a, a public or a state contract or state lease in the sense that it will highlight specific instances that excuse performance such uh, as extreme weather, an earthquake, or a terrorist attack, to name a few. You'd have to review your contract to determine if sickness, virus, pandemic, or any variation thereof will be referenced in your specific form, force majeure clause. So in conclusion, it's absolutely essential for real estate managers to review their respective force majeure clauses. Reliable legal advice from experienced uh, real estate litigators can help contractors avoid 
these potential pitfalls and exposures to liability stemming from the pandemic. So again, it's kind of a, a fait accompli. If your force majeure clause doesn't specifically mention something close to a pandemic, you're probably not going to be able to uh, enforce it. And again, from a landlord standpoint, that's good. We want narrow clauses. From a tenant standpoint, that's not so good. And again, even if they're experiencing economic hardship, that's really not an excuse not to pay the rent. Thank you so much, Ralph. This information will certainly help real estate managers navigate this complex lease provision. Please continue to visit irem.org where you'll find our page dedicated to providing updates and resources to support real estate managers in making informed decisions during this time.